Another kind of big moment was when the, 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 a teacher came into our class and was like, you know, who wants to join the school council? Right. And then, obviously, there was a, I went to a boys-only school, so everyone was like, no one. Mm-hmm. So she just stood there for a bit, <laughs> kind of going, anyone, anyone? And I got really fed up, so I was like, I'll do it then, right? Okay. So I joined the school council, and then um, we had to sit around and discuss the pressing issue of the day, which, believe it or not, was what colour the boys' toilet should be. Right. So everyone's going back and forth. It should be blue, should be red, should be whatever. And, you know, then I put my hand up and I was like, you know what, it should be blue. And everyone's like, yeah, blue, 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 blue. So fast forward four months or so, five months, whatever it is, I'm in the toilet using, using it, obviously. I'm not just standing around. <laughs> and um, I look up, <laughs> I look up and the wall's blue. So I was like, wow. I, I, I just really, I couldn't believe that something I said led to something changing. So I just got drunk off power. Right. Yo, what is good people? It is your boy Torin Joshua and we're back for another episode of the Next Generation Podcast. The podcast where we highlight and showcase experience of young people making moves in different industries. Okay, you know this is like the first time i'm not gonna lie that this this turnover of episodes has been so quick <laughs> but as i said now that i'm in this new new setup i can now come with the consistency a bit more i'm excited to continue this journey of trying this new audio project and getting to know this landscape a bit more if you guys listened to the last episode with Aaliyah, oh you should have been able to see i was actually really excited when i was going through that because that was the first time i actually was kind of learning myself i was getting educated on the topic which ironically was education at the time but um yeah i I hope if you haven't listened to that already you go go and check that one out it was very very educational no pun intended and it actually really made a lot of difference for me and hopefully for a lot of different people so yeah but okay so a little bit of context is currently 8 a.m the earliest i've ever recorded a podcast but the, my guest today is a busy man <laughs> a busy man got a lot of things to do so i had to try and fit into his schedule as best as possible and this one i'm actually going to break the mold of how i actually sort of produce this these episodes usually i send over a brief to my guests let them know some questions but today i'm just going to let it flow and see what what this guy has to say for himself so okay so today i have the the influencer the <laughs> The 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 low key politician, the the business entrepreneur. There's so many different names to this guy. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Mike, if you want to introduce yourself, right? Hey, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's actually, seven forty-four a.m. Um, joy. It's a joy to be here with you. I think you're super cool and, and you're doing great work. So no, I, I, it's a joy to be here. Um, my name is Mike MT. I'm trying to rebrand to MT. It's not working. <laughs> People still call me Mike, but yeah, no, I, I do a number of different things. I guess the easiest way to uh, summarize what I do is I like to build stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to build stuff, and I like to build people, which takes me into different industries sometimes. So I had no idea I'd be in news, but I I work in news right now. Um, I had no idea I'd be in say public speaking, but I do that too. Uh, I had no idea I'd be in training, uh, but I do a lot of training and masterclasses and stuff like that for people. So the easiest way to, to think about me is someone who likes building um, organizations, people, mm-hmm. things, uh, campaigns, all that kind of stuff. 
So basically, what you just said is he's a multifaceted, just just everything basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, not not everything. I can't do everything, but I but I but I really enjoy building stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, cool. So the first, uh, you know, I, this is the first time I want to actually just dive into everything. I want to go through a bit of a timeline of okay. what made you to the position because. You know, basically for some context, I met Mike as, because, you know, he saw my stuff on Instagram, thought I was a great videographer, (laughs) one of those ones, and I I got a position on the Common Sense Network, which you can get into and that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, getting to know you has been really interesting. You're a a fascinating guy. Getting to know you. (laughs) song. uh, Where's it from? Getting to know all about you. You don't know who it is. Sounds old. Oliver Twist. Oh, well, okay. One of my favorite films, that. yeah. Hmm. He's a fascinating guy. You got, you got, <laughs> you got a lot that I want to kind of understand. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. This is, this is a selfish podcast because this is my. I like, I know you like to upsell me on your, <laughs> yeah, your stuff. So this is an opportunity for me to have a reason to get to know a little bit more about how your brain works. Okay. And hopefully that can provide value to other people. So just talk it through. Talk what it was like as a child. How you've got to the place that you are today. <laughs> Um, it's so difficult doing timeline stuff because I've done, I don't want to say a lot of stuff, but but um, a lot of random things, and mm. it kind of comes out in conversation when people go, "Oh, do you know this person?" And I go, "Yeah, we used to do a project together." And they go, "Oh, you, like how?" And I, I'm always reminded of stuff I've done mm-hmm. um, because of um, just random conversations. So if I try to do a timeline, I think if I had to pick a, posi- a, a place to start, probably be in year five, right? No, well, actually, that's that's probably too far. In year three, I would say, mm-hmm. um, in year three, I came to the UK in year two, mm-hmm. or year three, one of the one of those. So I was, I would have been five or six, something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and yeah, I was just, I was, a, I was one of those kids that like breaking stuff. So I would like have <laughs> toys and rip their head off and put a stick in there. Psychotic. Yeah, 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 that's another. Yeah, psychotic is one word. <laughs> I wasn't clinically diagnosed, of course, but um, I just really liked breaking stuff and mm-hmm. bring building stuff, and you know, use a rock to smash a Barbie's head until it popped off. <laughs> you know, try to rebuild it, and that was always me. So I've always been into stuff, uh, into just breaking things and putting things back together. Um, and I guess I just followed that vein. I think the the best way to think about it, I would do it. Now that I think about it, I'll, I'll do it through di- through different different channels so when i was younger when i was uh how old was i now when i was in nigeria um so this would have been five or six i fell from mm-hmm. a building what <laughs> yeah what? Uh, <laughs> 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 were like what this is it's literally been five minutes into the episode <laughs> but i fell from a building uh and uh let's just say it was very bad yeah um it was like the it was like the the veranda because my sisters used to sit on a we used to have a veranda they used to sit on the railings mm-hmm. and i i tried to copy them with it and i fell back oh. um and yeah it was bad i was in the hospital and yeah it was just it was just bad um anyways so when i came out of that um i came to the uk yeah. i think my mom just decided it was time for a better life so we came here and like i said i was that kid that used to break stuff apart and put stuff back together again and I don't know. I don't want to say it was the fall, but I just, I, I think I, I kind of noticed I was a bit different is um, from when I was young because I, mm-hmm. I, I just liked things a lot more than people. Um, I found education relatively straightforward. Like I didn't, I, I can't remember ever struggling with education. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what, what grade am I going to get? I kind of did well in GCSEs, did well at uh, uh, A-levels and 
do the masters did the, did the sorry did the degree did the masters and do the phd now so i've just i've just kind of been into education yeah um and um as you can see i'm struggling it's, it's kind of hard to do a timeline because there's not there isn't there isn't a timeline because mm-hmm. then then when i was in year eight another kind of big moment was when the, the, the a teacher came into our class and was like you know who wants to join the school council right and then obviously there was a boy, i went to a boys only school so everyone's like no one mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, she just mm-hmm. stood there for a bit <laughs> kind of going anyone anyone and i got really fed up so i was like i'll do it then right okay. so i joined the school council and then um and then uh we had to uh sit around and discuss the pressing issue of the day which believe it or not was what color the boys toilet should be right so everyone's going back and forth it should be blue should be red should be whatever and you know then i put my hand up and i was like you know what it should be blue and everyone's like yeah blue 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 mm-hmm. blue so 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 that was that fast forward four months or so five months whatever it is i'm in the toilet use, using it obviously i'm not just standing around <laughs> and um i look up <laughs> i look up and the wall's blue so i was like I did that. I, we, I did, like, I, like, <laughs> I actually, so I just got drunk off power. Right. Um, so we got some teachers fired. Uh, <laughs> we we changed the lunch around. We changed everything that school. Just like breaking the school and fixing it. I just went crazy because I couldn't, I, I, I just really, I, I couldn't believe that something I said led to something changing. So that's the first kind of taste of change I had. I then joined the Greenwich Young People's Council. I was the vice chair of that. I joined the main council. I became a member of youth parliament. I became a young mayor mm. uh, of Greenwich. Then I, um, what else did I do? Then I worked for the cabinet office in Europe as wow. a UK young ambassador to the European Union for 18 months. I joined what's called a national working group, which is a, a, a group of national agencies. And this like, is all before 18 or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, was okay. Right. <laughs> so I, was, I was doing quite a lot of course. Cool well, I was, all, yeah, I, I stopped the, the UK Young Ambassador role when I was in second year university. Mm-hmm. But, but essentially, I, I was just driven to change things. So, yeah. so I, I joined all these different boards and, and groups and whatever. Um, and that's, that's, an, that's, that's another big moment. I guess the third big moment, just to wrap it up, uh, is when I uh, was 13 and I met Jesus. Mm. I became a Christian. Um, I grew up in the church and you know, I don't know why I was. I don't know why we were there. Really, mm-hmm. I, was, I was a bit confused. I I really didn't really care about the whole church thing. I just kind of went because it felt like a, a get better program, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they were nice guys, and hey, they gave out biscuits at the end of youth church. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a win win for me. Uh, until when I was thirteen, a guy came in and and preached the gospel, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I believe this guy, and mm. so I, I I put my hand up. Don't know what that meant. I guess I, I indicated that I wanted what he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I became a Christian, and then from then on, I've done lots of different things in the uh, in the Christian world. Mm-hmm, Looked mm-hmm. after a church, and and um, and you know, spoke a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've done a lot of speaking. Yeah. So I mean, I think people listening are probably already thinking what what does he do and, and this, this is the point I, I you know i just it's all a big mess but i make sense of it by saying i've always been fascinated by building things mm-hmm. rebuilding things that's that's the the earliest memory i have honestly is of me ripping stuff up and putting stuff back together so that's kind of the impetus mm-hmm. for all the different ways i you know i do things and it materializes in different ways, but ultimately that, that, that I think is my core is, is I, I like to, to, to build things. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, sorry. So. I know. That, I know <laughs> I'm. I'm hard to interview too because you're kind of like. Uh, there um, is so much. Well, nice, to, nice, nice chat, Mike. It's, <laughs> it's just so random. But so, yeah, okay, it's like where do I even start? I guess what I want to kind of understand or kind of see how you think about everything that you've done is kind of what do you think actually? I know you kind of touched on it, but what do you think actually made you? how you are because yeah. you know a lot of the stuff that you've done like for example going onto the council and you know going all those type of things at such young ages is, is is different you know what I mean and it's do you think it was something that was like naturally in you or was yeah. it you know again the events that happened or what what was it about you that you thought I'm going to take this step out and actually do yeah. this a part of it is obviously growing up in Nigeria um, there, there are no opportunities so when you come here there's opportunities everywhere so mm-hmm. a part of it was wow like I can do anything here and I think you get that with immigrants. Um, mm. I'm, I'm a citizen now, of course. Um, I've, I've worked for the cabinet office. I've worked for the government, so I'm a, I'm a citizen now. But uh, when I was younger, it, it, it did feel a bit like, a, wow, like there's so much opportunity here. There's fresh water. Mm-hmm. There, sorry, I, I actually, why are you laughing at people with no fresh water in? No, it's just the way you, you, do better. you slipped that in and I was like, oh. <laughs> no, there was fresh, fresh water. There's bread and... I love bread in Nigeria. <laughs> oh my lord, I ate so much bread. Um, so, that, so like, I was just like, "What? There's so much. There's so many free things here." So, a bit of it is that. Um, so, you know, I'm shaped by the environment and stuff like that, and you know, my 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 upbringing. Uh, another th- thing is my mum. My mum mm. and dad. I'll give them credit for this episode. My <laughs> my my mum <laughs> and dad are brilliant. Mm-hmm, They're mm-hmm. brilliant people. They're flawed human beings. I realized that when I was older. But um, my my mum is 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 a woman who uh, who who is diligent, mm-hmm. who is uh, very very assured, yeah, and who works like a Hebrew slave, like mm-hmm. building Solomon's temple. <laughs> Christians will get the reference. She she works and works, and if something's wrong, she'll fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I watched and learned that. And yes, yeah, sure, there's a part of it that's like, what, what am I, what am I, kind of idiosyncrasies, my proclivities. There's, there's, there's a lot of that as well. What's my, you know, psychological makeup and what character trait? There's all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But for me, <clears throat> the stuff I can clearly see are the influences of those around me that shaped me from an early age. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, and that that that's what's made me who I am. I guess it, it, you know, it sounds narcissistic, but but that's that's the way I would think about it. It's them, really. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Now that makes sense because I think you know, well, obviously, when you're younger, a lot of what who you become is a lot of the things that you see around. Like even me, I'm seeing a lot of my dad start to kind of shine for as much as mm. I didn't want to when I was younger. I've seen that com- even looks wise. Does that mean <laughs> does that mean you're gonna work in a specific institution? Not necessarily. I think more characteristic wise, right. like how how he deals with people. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all right <laughs> like how he do deals with people yeah, and yeah. like emotionally i can see very similar traits in that sense there you so go. it's 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 interesting to see how like that actually creates the person that you are today yeah. in that sense but the funny thing is i think we're all in a conveyor belt to become our fathers if mm. you're a guy this is if you're a woman i guess it's, it's the same um we, we're all in a conveyor belt to, to become our um our fathers and for, for people who don't have good fathers that you're thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds like the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing is you can actually break the cycle, I think. Um, and I love life like that. Is you know, a good measure of who we become is is the, the environment we're in. 
But then another, an equally good measure, I don't know if it's 50-50, is, is what your internal drives, values, passions are. I find it much easier to talk about other things than myself. Right. So if you want to have, why, a, why do you if, think if you want to have a good episode, because I'm a things person. I like right. things, I like problems. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm relatively <clears throat> good at solving problems. Um, I, I consult for different organizations, helping mm-hmm. them solve really systemic issues. Um, I mean, all sorts of random organizations. That's how I made money one year. It's just yeah. speaking to you know, British Council and, and big agencies about here's how you solve this issue you have. Because I'm forensic, you know, it's hard. It's it's always hard for people who are building to talk about themselves because I, I don't think I'm that interesting. Yeah. I don't think I'm relevant. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, just, I just honestly because I don't, I don't sit down and go, oh, what's my next move? I don't care. I just want to fix stuff yeah. <laughs> or build things. <clears throat> so um, but but back to the to the father's point because I because when I tell people that some some people it jostles their heart because they go, I don't want to like be my dad well a good measure of who you become is also what your internal drives and passions are what mm-hmm. your subjective motivational set is that's what that's what drives you and what you want to achieve in the world so there's a good measure of both and as such uh, if you're from a, a lineage of bad fathers or bad mothers then you can actually break the cycle yeah um you know if you work hard you you find a different group of people to be around you discover some sort of uh, religious practice you can actually break the cycle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was like I was saying to you the other day it's the that Lion King story of you know you manif- Lion King, don't you? I love it I love it it's my favourite <laughs> ah, <laughs> sorry are, are, are your housemates awake uh, yeah there's one right there that is I so mean, awkward he probably hates he's awake. me he probably hates me right now <laughs> sorry yeah he's gonna come at me later on but <laughs> who was that guy singing Lion King <laughs> he's dreaming it but um okay so if, you, if you're saying that you find you know talking about actual things in like easier i just think it's more interesting for people okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually am if you say so yeah whatever. one of the things that i want to start to kind of you know dive into a bit more is actually yeah. you know you, you, the pro when you started doing the little political stuff when you were younger what sort of stuff did you get into what sort of you know issues did you actually start solving when you started doing this whole yeah. fixing thing well I wasn't I, let's be honest when, when you say politician I kind of cringe because I'm really not like, yeah, I don't yeah, see yeah. myself as that I don't care mm-hmm. about politics like that mm-hmm. um, I mean, like I said I like changing stuff not discussing and so it's not that specifically I don't care about all that stuff in fact when I was in school I was far more of a sports guy. So I played sport. I played table tennis, youth Olympics. I, I, I ran, I, I ran for Cambridge Harriers, mm-hmm. national competitions. I played a lot of games for the, uh, the London youth games, which is the kind of uh, citywide uh, youth games, yeah. you know, semi-pro level. So I thought I was going to be a sports person. But of course, sports was just a way for me to channel my focus and drive. Yeah, and yeah. I achieved a lot because I could I could focus. Like we could have a total long episode about sports, and I could mm-hmm. tell you about my sports history and stuff like that. Um, so when so when someone said, "Oh, you want to join the the youth council?" Sorry, the uh, the school council. I mean, I put my hand up because no one, no one else put their hand up. Not yeah. because I was like, "Oh, finally, my time yeah, has come." No, yeah, it was just yeah. like, "Oh, whatever, I'll do it." So after seeing that, I then started seeing you know. People were talking about racism a lot, the fact that we weren't really represented in this and and there was a problem with the bus rotor and, and like us wanting to change it. So I was like, okay, I'll just I'll join the, the damn council and, mm-hmm. and change it. So I've always been very issues led. If there's a problem or there's, a, there's an issue that I think I can solve, I'll put my hand up and I and I get involved. And you know, that's been more my my driving forces. Like yeah. there's a problem here. So to take you to some of the some of the problems we solved. 
Um, we were on the campaign to, to make the borough of Greenwich a royal borough. So it's now the royal the royal borough of Greenwich is a tiny thing, but, <laughs> but it was a big win at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a lot of stuff with unemployment. You know, the, 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 there's this vicious cycle that exists where jobs say you need to have experience before you can get this job then you need a job to get experience yeah, yeah, so yeah. people are caught in this vicious cycle we called it so we did a national campaign about that um so, so many random things mm. uh, it's, it's actually really quite boring it's something yeah, called a structured yeah, yeah. dialogue process uh as part of the european commission it was uh, 18 months of consultations across the uk which we which we would then take to um ourselves in thessaloniki greece we went to ireland and then dublin and we would do these grand conferences you know three thousand people mm. discussing our findings and then making concrete recommendations yeah. to national governments Wait, um, so how did that make you actually feel because i'm a, this is like again this is when you're really young and yeah i'm sure that you can see other people around you're not getting involved and in doing all yeah. these sort of things so how did that make you feel didn't make you feel oh i'm different like in that sense i'm different <laughs> uh i don't think i Again, that, that I think that my, that part of my setting was switched off. I don't, I don't really, so I, I don't really think of how I felt. I just liked solving stuff. This, mm. For me, it was like what I do on drugs. I've never felt more alive than when right, I was doing that. Right. That just felt like every, like business makes me feel alive too. But it's, it's business is a bit slower sometimes. Okay, right. Because um, you know, you start up phase, then get funding, then mm. you have to convince people to believe in you. There's all that <laughs> stuff. But that one, I just felt alive. I was just, you know, just doing stuff. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I did feel kind of like, oh, you know, you're like, because we were like, you, we were called UK Young Ambassadors. We were, yeah, you know, we yeah. were like kind of seen as like <laughs> fancy people, or whatever. So that was quite cool. Um, but the, but yeah, I, I didn't really think about feeling much. For me, it just made logic. It just made logical sense mm -hmm. to um, to fix some stuff. Yeah. and and that's what I did then. So we did a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't I don't want to go into all the like minute wins we had, but ultimately, I think we made life better for mm -hmm. for people. Mm -hmm. And me being a black male, it was dominated by white yeah uh, females. <laughs> <in it. laughs> yeah, white females. So to be a black male with a sporting background and not like a geek, because yeah. like, a lot of people there were like geeks and I was there like I was quite broad when I was young so I just didn't quite fit in yeah, but I was yeah. there like I said to do one thing which was to to make stuff happen man mm -hmm. no that's that's it's, it's really interesting for me to see because like obviously I get what you're saying when it's you you don't really see it yeah but like you know as me being young is well, not even that far apart but me being young is kind of like I I'm know, wearing a hat. I'm young as well. <laughs> I know if I saw someone in my, like, I remember the people on school council and that sort of stuff. We used to be like, they're like, weird. Why are you doing that for? Like? Weird. <laughs> this is the thing. I, used to, I I was a bully in school. Believe it. Really? And it, it's funny because all the bullies never make it out. So when I was young, I was really scared. I was going to fail in life because I, yeah, I was a bully. Yeah. But I was a bully. I was a, I was a, I was a not a very nice guy in school. <laughs> um, so I used to kind of bully the school kids people for mm -hmm. a start. And then when I joined it, it was kind of like, oh, this is awkward. Hey. You know, because it's, it's weird. Who does that when you're young? Yeah. You kind of just, you want to, you want to get girls. <laughs> you want to you get, you, wanna, you just want to have, you know, whatever that means. Goodness, but you want to have fun, you know? Mm. So yeah, it, it was quite odd. But what, yeah. what, I mean, what were you like? What were you in school? Me, well, I was actually like the first. I was really, really shy as a kid. Like, really, ridiculously shy. Like, I remember back, like when I was, I have a younger brother who's two years younger than me. When we were young, I, like, we'd be in McDonald's and say if we got, you know, when you get the Happy Meals and you get the toy. Say if I had one I didn't like, I'd yeah. get my brother to go up to the counter and ask them 
to switch it out. And in school, I'd get my friends to ask questions that I had. Like it was, I was, I was paralytically shy. Like really, it was, it was really, really. Why? I don't know. I think my mom is very quiet. And I think, mm. you know, I, I, I don't know what it is. Like my brother and my sister, they're very outgoing, da, 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 that type of stuff. They've been naturally like that. But I was really bad. And it wasn't until in primary school when my dad said, oh, when he found out that I was getting my friends to ask questions, like if you don't start asking questions and, that, and I'm going to ask your teacher, I'm going to come into school and make you sit on my lap during the whole, these times. I'm, I, I love fathers, man. I, I, so I'm petrified to think, oh, imagine me with my dad on my on, sitting on his lap. And these times you probably can't even do that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time I was very, very scared. And then, you know, going up in year seven and year, when I got into secondary school, that's when I more started to realize social dynamics. And, you know, if I do not start talking, I'm going to be that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? That's kind of just the shy kid and the thing is I, I had a lot going for me you know like I played basketball you know yeah. I, was, I, was a, I was a good looking guy <laughs> that type of stuff wow <laughs> I, I hope wow so it was a thing where I was like you know I just I just told myself okay I'm just gonna not be shy anymore yeah. and then I just kind of I'm now at this place where you know I've developed into having social being able to be social and be somewhat charismatic so it's is it, it's it is a weird way that I've kind of developed into that. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know. It's it's testament to your growth because when I look, I I can't, I I can't imagine you being. Well, I think you're you're reserved. Yeah, I think I can still see that. Uh, shy. I don't know. Maybe I can see shy shyness. Mm. I kind of have to look a bit because yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a fast moving train in a way. Like I don't. I'm kind of like, let's go, let's go. Yeah. So I need to kind of stop sometimes and look around and be like, what's this guy like? Because <laughs> um, I mean that's that's so interesting though. Cause that's a story. <laughs> Overcoming you know fear and becoming strong. I mean, I should be. Can I interview you? I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. That's quite. That's really quite cool. Mm. Um. I, I, I was actually bullied in um in primary school. There was a girl who punched. Uh, it's a really funny story. <laughs> so uh so when I, when I was younger, so this is when I was probably even year four. There was this girl, Jamaican. I know it's Jamaican. It's close to Jamaican Independence Day. Mm. So you know the wounds came back when I when I, when I saw the flag. I was <laughs> like, oh no! Oh, no. So she was a big girl. I was a, I was a pretty small small boy. Mm. Um, and I when I first came to the UK, my accent was not like this. I was yeah. kind of like. Where is the water? I want to... Why are you laughing? That's not a joke. Because it's you. You're laughing at my accent. So you, you've done a lot of things that can get you cancer. You've laughed at my Nigerian accent, which, which is something to... Uh, in the middle of the Black Lives Matter. Oh, movement. no. Oh, no. <laughs> Please don't come for me. I'm playing, I'm playing. And, um, so I was, I was quite small. So this, this really tall girl, she was freakishly big. I mean, she was really big. <laughs> She could have played the women NBA. Like, she was massive. <laughs> and she was pushing me on the floor. Mm-hmm. And she was laughing at my accent. And, uh, and I was like, don't push me. <laughs> Karen, Karen, Karen. Karen. This is how you treat all your guests. Sorry, I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, don't push me. And she, stop it, Torin. Am I going to get through the story? She said, I said, don't push me. And then she pushed me on the floor. And I was like, don't push me. She pushed me again. And I got so angry, I, cl- I kind of clenched my left hook. And I punched in the nose. <laughs> it's all that practice from the Barbies that just kind of led to listen, that moment. I, I punched her in the nose. I started bleeding. <laughs> and um, everyone in the so it was, everyone in the school was like, "Oh, you beat a girl!" And I was like, "I don't care. <laughs> I don't bloody care." 
because I was tired of it. Yeah, I've been yeah. doing it for months. <laughs> oh, you freshy, freshy, yeah, freshy, yeah, whatever. yeah. And I didn't mean to punch her. And funny enough, when uh, they brought my my parents in, because I was mm. like, "Your son's psychotic." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse me, Mister Obadi. I think something's wrong with your son. <laughs> yeah. So they, they brought my mum in, and um, it was the first, it was one of the first times she ever comes to the school, and she backed me. She's like, but why are they laughing at my child? Why? Mm. I was like, it's sweat. Yes, mommy. That you, yes, mom? mommy. <laughs> Mumsy. Like, I, was, I was so happy. And um, that was, um, I think, yeah, that, that was probably when I was shy, more shy. And then the other moment, actually, since talking about shyness. So when I was in year uh, four, we had to read out in school, mm-hmm. um, in class. So I, I, you know, it came from the Nigeria. I was very good at maths and science. I'm yeah. very good at maths and science, but English I wasn't so good at. So, so, so good at. So, I stood up to read. I started reading, and then everyone in the uh, in this class started laughing mm-hmm. at my accent. Um, and then the t- I looked at the teacher. She was laughing too. Seriously, that literally broke me. Yeah, yeah. The one person you're trying to look for to like turn her to relax. That's why I'm a Christian now. Because <laughs> he trusted Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I looked, at her, I looked at her. She let me out. I said, yeah, "Wow." Yeah. And for the whole of, I would say, for the rest of secondary school, I, I was, um, I thought I was dumb and stupid and mm. like, no, I want your child. You exaggerate. I was like, I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. And that was a narrative I believed for mm. a long, long time until, you know, someone told me otherwise and, yeah. and I believed a different narrative. So it's, it's interesting. Even the most confident people, you know, have a, have a story yeah. um, of how they got there. So mm. that's, that's, yeah, it's interesting. It's, I mean, maybe... I hope she's okay, by the way. <laughs> maybe you were like a... That, that, you punched her in the nose. <laughs> yeah. I gave... It, it was a, a very good left hook, I must say. It was ferocious. It was, it was like... <laughs> You know, I was kind of like on the floor, like, <laughs> and I said, boom, and it was a great connection. Started bleeding, and it, well, here's the great thing: for the whole, for the rest of the time I was in sec- primary school, no one ever fought me because uh, they're like, "Yo, Matt's gonna punch in the nose." It's like in prison when like, you pick yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all my cred came from that one moment. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's make nice. of that what you will. There you go. <laughs> so then, okay, so you, you did, you've done the, you know, the. Um, air quote political run now yeah where did the you know the idea to start the business so is the yeah. common sense network the first business you did or um so for those who don't yeah. know do you want to talk about the common sense oh, network yeah so I, I, I run a news network mm-hmm. that's it <laughs> <laughs> I, I run a news network for millennials by millennials <laughs> and what we do is we create spaces like for people who disagree to come together <laughs> and like learn from each other in it the elevator um, pitch but uh yeah essentially it's a it's a news network for the for the people by the people um the mainstream media is broken i'm about to get my soapbox the mainstream media is broken you <laughs> we need something else and i think the competence network is is that um was it my first business uh yes mm-hmm. i actually don't have a story about i used to i used to shop i used to sell chicken uh mm-hmm. sorry uh, cookies and school no, never <laughs> i was a law-abiding citizen yeah. I was very fearful of my citizenship being taken away, so <laughs> I, I abided by the law. Um, and for me, it made logical sense. I finished my master's degree, and I was like, you know what? What did you do the master's in? I did the master's in philosophy and politics, right, okay. um, political science. And um, yeah, I, did, I, I was like, we're always complaining about the mainstream media. Oh, the Daily Mail's racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah, blah. So why don't we just build our own thing? Yeah. And I talked to, to a couple of friends who were as crazy as I am. They're like, yeah, do it. Now, at the time, I had really good jobs on, on the line. I mean, I, I got a good degree in politics, philosophy, and economics. 
Um, I majored in philosophy. I, I got a really good master's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really good. So, so I had some good jobs lined up. And I was like, ah, about it. I'll just do this instead. Mm. So I started something from scratch. I started a, a Kickstarter campaign to, to raise fifty thousand pounds. We raised it in fifty days. Wow. Um, and that bought us like a couple of cameras, whatever. I got a little house here. I started working day and night to just learn the terrain because it's not like um, I would, I grew up around news. I was just like a, a random black guy that yeah. just saw a problem that needed to be fixed. So I had to do a lot of learning. So for two years, I feel like I've been learning. I really, I literally feel like we're zero years old now. Like now I finally understand what yeah. kind of needs to be done. Um, and now especially kind of just winging it. Sort of. Winging it, learning as you go along. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a sponge. I'm, mm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a scary sponge sometimes. Like I can, I can observe someone and suck out all the information. <laughs> so I was, I, I was just doing a lot of that for the, for the first two years. But yeah, it, so for all intensive purposes, it was my first business. I had grown things before. I'd done a lot of growing things, building things, yeah. working with organizations. Like I've done a lot of that. But it was my first kind of from, you know, incorporating it and starting from scratch and yeah, yeah. making a pitch deck, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it was my first thing to answer your question. Interesting. Okay, so... I didn't get that. Oh. Did you try again? This is my, uh, my, my watch. <laughs> so, um... So when I so okay, I'm just gonna talk about when I you approached me about the yeah. Concert, no, well, Mubarak approached you, didn't he? Yeah, which yeah. Which is another member of our team. So he told me about you briefly. He was like, "There's a great editor," and I was like, "Whatever, just bring him on." <laughs> um, and then when you joined, I said, oh, "Okay, he's a nice guy. Let's mm-hmm. take a look at his stuff." And it's <laughs> good. Yeah. So it was like so obviously like at the time this was during lockdown and stuff. So everything was just drying up there was no, nothing going on are and you like, saying you joined us because you had nothing else to do basically yeah right <laughs> but um yeah it was one of them ones where it was a, it was very interesting at the time because you know obviously i'd met Barrack before we talked about stuff and stuff and it was kind of like when you were like we're a news network i was like okay i'm not really this ain't something that i'm usually interested in like i'm not necessarily like oh does you like as much as you said there's a problem like it's like okay is it my job to fix that type of thing so it was interesting for me because it was like now that i'm involved in it is now i'm starting to hear a, you know when you you buy a new car and you see that car all the time yeah it's like now that i'm aware that there's an issue it's all the time i'm hearing people say it oh there's a problem with media problem with media even now when uh, spoiler alert mike chatted to harry and Meghan Markle. just just minor 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 <laughs> even with that that seeing how they the media flipped it to make it seem negative and all that sort of stuff it was it's very interesting for me coming into that sort of world and seeing this issue and trying to work out okay what can i do in terms of producing content that could actually impact in that way yeah it's been very interesting so far kind of again it's like me i'm just starting to trying to learn as much as i can from it so You're doing well <laughs> it's, it's it's not too bad it's not too bad it's I, I, it's not even necessarily a question that I have from this. It's more just me expressing the idea of like what you are actually doing is I can see it actually being beneficial in that sense. And I think at the time, at this time where I'm kind of trying to learn and, you know, grow as a, a creative or whatnot, it's it's nice to know that I'm a part of something that's actually beneficial in yeah. that sense. So I guess I've got, I've got two things I want to sort of talk. I want to go into sort of 
entrepreneurship because you touched on something saying oh you know you, you didn't start having that that cookie business or selling yeah. sweets in the stores what do you actually think it, it takes to you know be the entrepreneur do you think it's it's born within you do you think it's something that could be learned because there's a lot of people say oh you're you're, you're a born entrepreneur you have to actually be that way first so what do you think yeah. it is that actually it takes to kind of grow into being an entrepreneur well, an entrepreneur is, is to use a biblical metaphor, is, is somewhat of a, uh, a prophet. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're, you, you see something before it, it exists. Mm-hmm. And, and, and oftentimes, most prophets are crazy. Yeah. And their families can't stand them because they're just like shaking in bed. You're like, what are you doing? And they're like, <laughs> oh, it's, I can see something. Yeah, yeah. And I think as an entrepreneur, you're, you're doing that. A businessman is different. A businessman is more akin to a manager. Yeah. Someone who 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 has a business or is, or is part of a business, and it's their job to to manage it, to grow it, to ensure that the books are balanced, that kind of stuff. Whereas an entrepreneur is really a a, a profit, right? That that they, they, they see, um, and as such, um, like I said, like I spoke to you about at the start in terms of personal character. Uh, sorry, what you'll become in life. A part of it is definitely intrinsic. Mm-hmm. To what degree do you see things, not as they are, but for what they can be? Yeah. You know, you, and you have those people in your life who just, they never see things for what it is. They're like, oh, that, that would look better like this. Or maybe that could be that. They're just always exploring. They're seeking, mm-hmm. right? And another part of it, I think you can be trained to see. I, I, I mentor 24 guys closely. We spend a lot of time together. And a lot of them, I talk to you about how to build and how to yeah, see yeah. and how to not, how to see things you know, if I give you, um, if I show you an apple, you can go, that's an apple. Or you can go, <coughs> apple juice, mm-hmm, apple tree, mm-hmm. like, um, apple tree. You can see, you could go, apple crumble. And, and and you can be trained to see things, not as they are, but, for what, but as for what they can be. Oh, yeah. I'm about to preach this out. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> I said, you can this camera on me. <laughs> Did y'all get that? I'm going to say one more time. No, no, but, but, but it's true. Like, you can be trained. Mm-hmm. But I still think you have to have the crucial starting matter so think about it as uh, as as charles xavier's uh, school for gifted gifted individuals mm. you kind of have to have the power to go there yeah but when you get there what you learn is how to steward your power and how to use it and how to be uh you know far more uh effective mm-hmm. with it um you know so it's a mixture of both uh, and sometimes it takes someone seeing it in you to be like, mm, yo, you've mm-hmm. got this gift about you. Let's 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 get it, yeah, you know, yeah. scaled up and trained and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know if that's an answer, but but that's how I see it. <clears throat> it is because yeah, I think a lot of a lot of t- obviously I listen to a lot of different stuff and <clears throat> a lot of the times you hear is one or the other. Yeah. And I think the way that you kind of said that is is like, I think I think I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but I think sometimes a lot of the times when I think about. You know, uh, you know, you know, you take the you take the mick. How I say, I think about purpose and destiny a lot. There's no, I don't take the mick. I think it's good. I just, I just find it odd when I'm like up at two a.m. and I go on Twitter and Torrin's like, "What will I be? What is my destiny?" I'm like, I, I would be like, you just sat in your room with candles on, just like um, like a like a like. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think about that sort of stuff a lot, and you know, sometimes when I listen to a lot of different things, you know, you have dreams, you have goals and all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you think, you know, what if it, what if I'm not that, what if it's not in me to do that sort of stuff? And I think, you know, the way that you've actually said that, it, personally, it's something where, you know, I, 
it's given hope in the sense that you know everything can be learned which is the case so i think that you know there's going to be people that's going to hear that and be like you know what there's i just need to kind of educate myself in the best way that i can to get to that position that i want to become this whether it's that as innate in me and starting a school business or whatnot, it's it's something that can be developed in that sense. Yeah. So I think that's that's pretty a, a pretty interesting point in that in that sense. There. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot to go into, and and I, I actually do a masterclass on entrepreneurship for mm-hmm. three hours, and we talk about it, um, and we look at we look at the literature surrounding it because there, there's a lot of stuff about personality traits that sh- that also can reveal to you whether you're you're that way inclined. So. Um, entrepreneurs tend to be high, entrepreneurs tend to be high in trade openness. They tend to be iconoclastic. They tend to be um, um, rule breakers. You know, they, they they tend to uh, be risk takers and not so much you know risk averse. And, mm-hmm. and there's lots of things you can look at psychologically in people's personality traits that leads them or or, or reveals they have that proclivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- th- there's that too. But but on a top level. You know that that see, I'm I'm always trying to work out in these conversations as I, you know, so to, to, for anyone who's listening. I spend a lot of time interviewing people. I don't spend yeah. a lot of time speaking because um I always find it difficult to to find out how deep someone wants to go. Yeah, obviously okay, some yeah. of these topics I spend three hours teaching on. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we can get deep, deep, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. we can just kind of keep it light listening. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's why everything I do is always a bit jagged. You're like. So you dip it's, your toe in and yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you, you, bro, you trying to hit a work? Like you, you, you be, you be playing around and stuff. But um, yeah, no. But to give a bit more flesh to bones, that that's the way to think about it mm. as well. There's, there's some people naturally are risk loving, and some people yeah. are risk averse, and that's also an, an, a nice. Subject. But you know, you got lots of different ways you can make change. You can be an, an entrepreneur, but you can be an intrapreneur. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs are folks you work within established organizations or structures mm-hmm. and they affect change by leveraging the power and the influence of the organization they're in. Yeah. So there's folks you work in Goldman Sachs now who I know. There's, I mean, there's one guy I know who works in Barclays and he works for the CEO, CEO's office and he, he, he pushed the whole company towards green. Mm-hmm. and green bank and green bonds and stuff like that. So he used his position within the organization to reform the organization so it affects more change. Yeah. What's beautiful about entrepreneurs is that, you know, with a couple of meetings and decisions, you can affect thousands of lives like that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if an entrepreneur, you're building from scratch, you're starting from zero, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, you're trying to win partners. You're not taking, you don't have to take the risk as an entrepreneur yeah. as well. Yeah, that's, that, 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 it's not your money. Mm-hmm. It's not your father's business. <laughs> if it doesn't work, oops, we try again next year, you yeah, know? Yeah, So there's many ways to change the world. And I always try and get, get that across to people, especially say folks that are mental, for instance, who, who, who are going to be working in, um, in, um, okay, that's not, that's not important. First, first I'm going to be mentor, the mentor who, who are going to be working in banks. There's some people I see, I'm like, you're not going to be an entrepreneur. You're, you just have no drive for it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you can be an, you can definitely affect change in your engineering company right, or, yeah. or, or in your, in, like in, the, in the city city council. You can still affect change mm-hmm. wherever you work. Mm-hmm. So you're touching a bit about how you do this whole mentoring thing. Yes. So what I want to sort of just dive into is what, got you to that position you, you talked how you did a bit of consulting and all that sort of stuff yeah. like what I don't want to say what validates you to be one of those but yeah. what kind of actually led you to get him to do that to mentor in particular yeah, yeah. Cool. or just consulting anything that because you, you have this position where you educate yes so it's like what got you to that position to where you are now 
being able to pass this sort of knowledge and that on. Got you. Um, in the professional sense, it's just what you've done. Mm-hmm. No one, you can't call yourself a consultant if you've not asked you to consult for them. <laughs> um, so after numerous organizations keep asking me and paying me good money mm-hmm. to, to tell them stuff, I mean, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> um, part of it is just learning. So obviously, like I said, I'm, 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 I will wrap up my PhD in, in, in a, well, I'm going to start a new one actually. Oddly wow. Enough. Yeah. Um, so, 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 but again, that's not what I, I could control with a degree. Mm-hmm. I can control with a master's, both of which I have. So it's not, you know, there's a bit of that, but it's more so what you've built. Like I've, I, gosh, I don't know if we have time. I've done so many random things that again, mm-hmm. aren't coming up in this conversation because we're just not talking about mm-hmm. it right now, which validates your building expertise. Um, one thing I don't do now is if I, when I tell people something, they go, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't agree. I'll be like, that's fine. I just walk on. Yeah. Cause th- there's other people who pay for that information. So if, yeah, you, don't, if yeah, you don't want, yeah. like, I cannot make you want the information I'm, I'm telling you. So there's, so a lot of it is what you've done, what you've built and, and, and building a reputation there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on the consultant level. Um, and like I said, I, I've been working since I was 13. Yeah. Doing all sorts of projects. Um, and I can, I can pull on any, I can pull on all oh, that international projects we did in, in Luxembourg or that project we did in, in Malta. I, mm-hmm. I can pull that up whenever, whenever needs, needs be. Um, I also look after five organizations, all with different varying teams. Some are big, some are small. Mm-hmm. When, when you're part of my TCS family, but, I've got six other families <laughs> who I, I spend time with. I mean, mm-hmm, you met mm-hmm. some of the OGGM family not yeah. too long ago. And I love everyone equally. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I do all, all of that as well. Um, and on, 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 a, on a mentorship level, um, I've never sought people out. Like, I want to be a mentor. So folks have asked mm-hmm. and said, can you mentor me? And initially it was kind of like, no, I don't care. Like, go away. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm more into things. Yeah. Until I realized the impact I can have. So we start, one, I love making things better. So when someone goes, my life sucks. Make like you make it better. I'm like, oh yes, like yes, <laughs> yes, like do, please yeah. <laughs> don't do that. And it's very easy to spot things in other people. Sometimes it's hard to spot in ourselves, of course. So, so with that one, um, mentorship is, is is essentially allowing your shoulder to be someone else's floor. Right. And, and what that means is everything you know, you have achieved, you do allowing that to be the bottom rung for somebody else. Right, okay. So it's really about boosting somebody, allowing them to become the best version of themselves mm-hmm. by giving them um, ideas and thoughts from a different vantage point, yeah. one that they just don't have by mm-hmm. virtue of being them. Um, and, you know, I've always liked looking after, you know, people who want to get better. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've done it, you know, the first time I started mentoring someone was probably when I was in, first year university and mm-hmm. I was just like some kids in yeah, local yeah. school now I've gotten a bit better I think I, I, I understand differences now and, and not trying to make everybody like me or make, try to make everybody like this but yeah. giving people room to be themselves and helping them see how their life can have less suffering in it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm very I'm very morbid life is suffering bro <laughs> I, like, you say this a lot you're very pessimistic yeah well, well I think pe- pessimism is probably isn't the best word that's me being a bit clunky because mm-hmm. I'm quite optimistic I wouldn't be a businessman if I wasn't yeah true nor would yeah. I be an entrepreneur if I'm like oh everything sucks you know like, <laughs> so why are you trying to change things yeah. so that's not true that's me being quite clunky and lazy and I, and I apologise for that if I've said that I also apologise for being late I got here at 7.32 so um so I think for me, a better word is, um, I'm not pessimistic. So what, what we're talking about? You were saying about, um, you were saying life's morbid. <laughs> yeah, life is suffering. I'm very real. 
Because mm-hmm. I like, oh, I'm real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so life's suffering, man. And, and if we can ease suffering a little bit, for me, that's worth doing. Yeah. So when folks go like, how do I order my life such that such that there's less suffering? How do I lay my bed in the mornings? Mm-hmm. How do I be a person of integrity? Yeah, let's let's have that chat. That's gonna make <laughs> yeah. your life better. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. make your life much better. And when I look around, a lot of people are suffering, and it's self-induced. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. suffering because they can't control their vices. They're suffering because they can't make all their potential actually add up to something mm-hmm. everyone's got potential you meet people that oh you got potential bro oh, mm-hmm. you're like getting gassed but it's been four years bro what's gonna happen with the potential yeah yeah you're like carry on being having potential it's like it's like walking around with a bag of seeds mm-hmm. and it's been four years you're like seeds anyone and i was like yeah do you want to put in the ground yeah nurture it and actually grow something yeah. or do you want to carry on being the guy with a bag of seeds mm-hmm. i think <laughs> with me like <laughs> sorry just got, just got very intense very quickly <laughs> nah, but it's really it's really good because um I say this a lot. One of my biggest fears, I guess, is is you know one day being being that you know even passing away or whatever. Someone saying, "Oh, he was that kid with potential," because it's just like, okay, it, it, yeah, it's good, it's good. Like, okay, so it's a compliment and that, but it's like, but that's just so much stuff that's gone into the ground. You know how they say, like, there's so many uh, billion dollar ideas in the grave. You know what I mean? And that type of thing. And it's kind the of- The most expensive place, <laughs> yeah. It's a graveyard. Literally. Because, and uh, yeah. And I think, you know, the, the process of like bringing that out in people is it's really what makes a difference in that sense. Cause Big it's- time. Uh, What you said just then about um, is uh, most problems are self-inflicted. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. And I think it's so hard. Like, how did you get to the point where you were able to step back and analyze objectively? Because that's so difficult for people to do. Of course, because I'm full of problems myself. Like, I, I, what stuff I'm talking about, I'm not, aren't things that I I get, I'm my biggest critic. I get in my own way. I'm my biggest, oh, you suck, you need to. So, so, so a lot of the things I'm saying are just things I've been through that I'm going through that I'm healing from. So that gives me skin in the game. So when I when I tell people about like self inflicted pain, we can get deep about it because I can tell you for free mm-hmm. um, where all that comes from. But ultimately, I, I guess you meet people in life who are just naturally a bit more analytical than others. So I'm an observer. I'm a, I'm a yeah. watcher. I'm a yeah. seer. You know, I like seeing things, watching things, observing things, writing things down. So there's a lot of that as well. And you know, I, I wouldn't be telling the truth if I didn't also say that I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's always odd for people, obviously, because I'm part of a lot of random change the world. So I'm, I'm an ambassador for One Young World, which is the largest platform in the world for people, for young people changing the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the last, uh, the last, um, I, I couldn't make, I couldn't make the London conference last year because I was in, um, I was in Tenerife at the time. Um, and the one before the Hague, I was at the Hague, and like, I mean, everyone was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Founders of Twitter, like all the, and they're all talking about how we changed the world. Uh, Four thousand young leaders from from one hundred and ninety three countries in the world, like that. That that's an, that's just an amazing thing to, to to be a part of. But um, I forgot your question. I was just saying, how were you able to oh, yes, step back yes. and analyze? So 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 in so in that room, you've got all these people who are just world changers quote unquote people who you should definitely keep their number because in nine years time you'll be like what the flip <laughs> yeah you know, yeah you're the, you're the prince of <laughs> you're like, Why did that happen? You know? and uh and one thing they talk about there a lot is is just like you know just growing in your in your analytical and research skills so you can really observe the terrain 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that a lot, just watching and reading and watching and reading and watching and reading. I, I, I love knowledge. Mm. as in genuinely get giddy when I learn something new like yeah. hmm. <laughs> you know love it love quiz shows I've applied for some shamefully um, I've also applied for, for uh, what's it called come down with me okay, I could, mm-hmm. have I ever cooked for you no. I don't think you've reached that level yet no um, it's just that's, that's, that's silver in it <laughs> you're up, you're up I haven't got that membership yeah, yet, yeah, yeah that's not part of your package unfortunately but no I, I love cooking I love mm. cooking I like the I like the the the, com, the complexity of it. Mm. I like the fact that so much could go wrong, so you have to get it right. Interesting. Um, yeah, because I, I hate it with a passion. <laughs> I hate. It. I, I always say if I, I can could... tell you hate cooking, I can tell you hate your body as well, because <laughs> you always says I'm go, thick. I will go. On, you're, 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 yeah, you're you're slim thick. But um, I will go on Instagram and see a video of you eating cereal. <laughs> With what chocolate spread is it? Hey, hey, hey! And like hey. biscuits or something. I was just like, I'm what telling you, I'm going to become a cereal connoisseur. What? What's this? Yeah, I get <laughs> diabetes or something. Like this is, yeah. So you're crazy. But anyways, no. So um, that that's a big part of it, I think, as well. So the masterclass series I do, for instance, I did it um, last year. Every month of the year, every month sold out. It was it was a really successful tour. But I think what was quite cool about it is I didn't want to be the, you know, the middle-aged guy at the front telling people how I made my millions. It wasn't going to be that. I haven't made any, any millions yet. Mm. Yet. <laughs> Preface that. So, so for me, it was far more about, here's what the literature says, says about this topic. Because I can, I can wade through literature. I can take in a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's another way to, to kind of work out how to be, how to, uh, yeah, just be objective and learn as much as you can about a problem is to read, to have this insatiable desire to learn from other people's experiences. I've got some great mentors myself who are always giving me things from a different vantage point. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all prisoners to the way we see things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the quicker we can find people and beg them. One of the, one of the mentors I have now, when I first met him, I was like, I like this guy. Um, but he's, he's a white guy from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, New York Times bestseller, you know, whatever. So I was like, I like him, and I want to write a book, and it would be nice if, if it was a New York Times book. So I'm just trying to write some dumb book down on Twitter, like, anyone want to buy? Anyone? You know, so I was like, I want a New York Times bestseller. So I've been working on a book for two years now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I asked him, like, I was like, can you mentor me on email? He ignored me for four months. Oh. <laughs> I didn't feel broken or anything, because I had other mentors, but yeah. at the same time, I was kind of like... This one is... Uh, mm, come on, yeah. And then, I emailed him four months later, because I'm literally that crazy girlfriend that will mm. keep knocking on your door until you answer. Double text. <laughs> My girl, I'll let you in there. I saw the lights on. <laughs> My girl. <laughs> That's not an insult to my ex, by the way, in case she's watching this. Why will she listen? Go away. Leave me alone. Stop following me. Why are you so obsessed with me? baby. <laughs> Anyways, I, so that, I that's going to be the promo clip for this. Uh, if you do that, I will sue you or something. So I called him up and I told him, I was like, yo, I sent you an email for months ago about mentorship. Like, what, what are you saying? And he was like, hmm, let me, let me think about that. And he was like, uh, he's like, I didn't think I had nothing to offer you, if I'm honest. Mm, mm. And I, I loved that even more. I was like, perfect, let's do it. Yeah, Because yeah. for me, I like authenticity. It's literally my highest virtue. 
most people who meet me are like, why the heck are you yourself so yeah, quickly? Because yeah. the way you do the whole That's cool very guy true, yeah. thing. And I'm not, from the start, I'm like, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I'm just, I'm me. And, and most people know that. And that is, for me, the highest. If you want to impress me, just be yourself. Yeah. Be your authentic, weird, mix, you know, inconsistent self. <laughs> and for me, that, 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 that's everything. And, and the fact that he was authentic like that, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Because mm-hmm. he could have been like, oh, well, you know, I was busy. You know, but he was just said, I don't think I have anything, anything to offer you. And I had to explain to him what, what he has to offer me and why yeah. I want to. Imagine saying that, like, this is what you have Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, me. this is why I'm chasing you. Because he was like, you're great. You're doing your high flyer. You're... And I was like, no, forget about that. I'm interested. In, I'm not interested in like, just doing lots of cool stuff and being great. I'm interested in impact. Mm-hmm. In impact. Like, actually making an impact. I said, you've done that. Mm-hmm. Like you've got a book that worldwide. I mean, come on, tell. I want to find out about impact. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So now we talk with him. We talk like every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had a chat literally two days ago. Was it yesterday? No, it was two days ago. Late night. We always have a long chat about just everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I have other mentors that I literally WhatsApp every day, and they're like, "Go away." And I'm <laughs> kind of like, oh. So yeah, that that that's a long way to answer your question. Yeah. Is anyone still listening at this stage? Who knows? <laughs> if there's one, there's one child there. Like, I want to hear what's going on. <laughs> nah, it's it, it is very and like I I do find that very interested in like the idea that information continues to get passed on and it the idea how as you said we we are trapped in our you told me a couple of weeks ago like we're trapped in our own narratives and yes. you know that idea is really like it's been so interesting for me to think about like what narrative have i played in my life that i have tra- like entrapped myself is is it good is it bad like how can i develop that narrative and what can i do to restructure it in order Very to good. you know create a better story i guess because you know with me i always uh, you know i guess a lot of people do this but you know you see you see life as a movie you're the main character and you're like how can i make this interesting in that <laughs> sense so it's it's it's, it's nice to, it's it's a really it's a really good skill to the fact that you're able to be so objective and you know analyze it from that perspective which is not a lot of people can do so <laughs> well, no we're, we're, we're all on a journey i don't want to pretend i'm some supercomputer that hasn't figured <laughs> out we're all, we're all on a journey there's times where I tell myself lies as well and yeah. I need to have people tell me the truth and there's times where I would rather ignore things and I need to have someone come in and, and, and smash my ideas my, my and... wall of mirrors and I'm mm-hmm. like oh, oh, sorry kind of thing so I'm a human mm-hmm. and I don't want to I don't want to get drawn into the caricature thing where we're like Mike's this like no I'm a human and, yeah. I, and, and I'm inconsistent in some ways but I can definitely tell you with every fiber of my being that everything I'm saying is, is my intention. And it's mm-hmm. what I I think for the most part I, I live by. And um, objectivity is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should be informed by emotions, but never led by them. Right. Because um, the, emotions tell us about a thing, what's going on. You know, if you feel nervous, well, it's because you just met the person. You know, why are you feeling nervous? If you're feeling unsafe, why are you feeling unsafe? If you're feeling anxious, why? So you should always kind of go, hmm, what's this emotion teaching me about the situation? So when I meet people, I might have some nervous energy. That's not because I'm scared of them. It's because, you know, I want to make the right impression. So, so emotions, emotions are okay. behind that emotion. Exactly. Like if, if I'm about to speak to 4,000 people and I don't feel anything, maybe I haven't really deeps what's going on. Because <laughs> yeah. that's 4,000 people whose minds I could change. Mm-hmm. So I should feel something about that. But I shouldn't be led or blinded by emotion. And most people have a hard time finding where to place emotion. 
Mm-hmm. You need it to live in the world and make sense of the world. But if you're driven by it, every single bad decision in this world is driven by emotion. Mm-hmm. Like everything you regret is driven by emotion. Mm-hmm. Replying to that late night text. <laughs> yes, I'm talking to you. Put your phone down. <laughs> I'm joking. Replying to that late night driven by emotion. Mm-hmm. So, and as you look at the black community, um, at risk of being cancelled, <laughs> we, need, we need to do better at not just simply not not placing such a high premium premium on the on emotion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but asking ourselves in what way can we organize to fix and and solve things and not mm-hmm. just emote about them yeah and maybe that's my immediate circle well yeah. i heard a lot of people say oh this is broken this is bad and i go okay cool so what are we gonna do yeah yeah, yeah. um about it so yeah I think that goes pretty well into, uh, you know, I kind of want to write it because you've got stuff to do later, but... I do. <laughs> yeah, I can talk to you forever, though. This is a good trade. Yeah, we, yeah. We, can, we, can, we can chop it up, can't we? Mm-hmm. I think this wraps... It goes in nicely into the, you know, as you were talking about the black community and stuff like that. As I, as I mentioned earlier, you, you had this conversation with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle about, you know, what's got to change in the black community and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, just talk me through that. How was that? You know, what, what you've probably done so many interviews about it. <laughs> what, uh, you find what interview? No, it was good. It was good. It was fun. I mean, did you watch it? Uh, I watched like half of it. You see? That's the problem. <laughs> this is the problem with our community. Like I'm joking. The best bit's at the end. Mm-hmm. I'll finish it today. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> the best bit's at the end. Change isn't sexy. And I think this is one thing I, 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 I've seen. Um, I haven't changed the world, but I've been part of big movements, really big ones that have, that, that have shaped, that say the European Union stance on this or that. And I've seen what it takes from the insides to get things to change. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's not sexy mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> Protests are sexy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't want to make it sound like oh, protests are not helpful. Of course they are helpful, but they're not sexy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people need to understand that there's a stamina, patience, grace needed for change making that a lot of young people just don't have, mm-hmm. or they don't think is important. I see people on Twitter who just have no grace. Mm-hmm. They're not willing to be gracious, and for that reason, they will never change anything. They will just the most they're achieving in their life is being a glorified spokesperson, mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with. But if you're actually interested in change, y- you need a mixture of all these different things. Patience. I mean, literally, I'm, I'm quoting Luther King here, Martin Luther King here. You need <laughs> patience. You've got to wait. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a while for water to, to carve uh, those those massive rocks we see, but they're given in the end. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that conversation I had with Harry and Meghan, again, it's a conversation. <laughs> I didn't join thinking after this, black people will be better. <laughs> of course I didn't. Mm-hmm. I joined thinking this is one tiny action. It's an iota. It's a drop in the ocean. But ultimately, it, it adds to the ripple and the wave that's, that's happening. It's, it's, it's a moment in a much wider trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hope people have the stamina needed. Yeah. So even right now with Commenters Network, I've started this series where I'm trying to write about black men mm-hmm. because I want to change the narrative one story at a time. Now, I know some people who are looking at that story, that black people story and going, long. Yeah. Because it was, the, some of them would be like, oh, it's, it's four weeks late. Are you crazy? Late? 
What do you mm. mean late? Mm, mm, mm. Like, like the trend. We're, we're, we're trying to change the narrative. It's going to take a continual effort. <clears throat> After this 10 series, I'm going to start another one. And then another one. Mm. And that's how you do it. In fact, next year, we're going, to do a, we're going to do a project where for every single day of the year, we're going to profile one black male mm. that's changing, uh, uh, that's trying to change the world. <laughs> every single day of the year. Hmm. So every day, if you're confused, you know, the black guy has a hoodie, you log onto Twitter and look at a black guy who also has a hoodie who's doing something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what it takes to get systems changed. It's that persistence to That's continuously. Right. It's just the idea of not hopping on the trend and staying on it because it's hot. It's the idea of like who's going to actually continue to, you know, push out the messages that need to be heard straight after the trend is gone, when it's boring, when it's no longer sexy, as you like to say. And it's, it's, it's that ruggedness, mm-hmm. that patience. People just don't have because a lot of them haven't been in, they they haven't been involved in systems change before, so they just don't, don't get it. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, why isn't it changing now? Uh, delete his platform, delete his Twitter account. Do you think that's what's gonna change things? Mm-hmm. Oh my <clears throat> lord, you're you, you who bewitched you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. <laughs> that's the way it takes. Mm. Mm. Now I need to be gracious as well in my assessment. I don't want to be like, oh, they're all dumb. No, I'm not, I don't think anyone's dumb. I just think, and I hope more people will wake up and go. I'm going to commit to a lifelong process of learning and supporting black causes. It's, it's going to become my mantra now. Mm-hmm. You know, Same way for me. The reason why I'm so eager to mentor people, and I'm very open, like literally a guy asked me two weeks ago and we had a long ass conversation about his purpose and then like he's part of the family now. I'm definitely stretched. However... I made a commitment to myself probably six years ago that every single black person, black male, that presents themselves to me in a way such as to say, I need help, I'm going to help. Mm-hmm. It's been six, six years later. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. much easier now to be like, I'll oh, go away or I know I have a friend for you, but I, I'm still trying to help them. Yeah. Because, and listen, I'll be 44 and still going, yeah, I can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come, come, let's have a chat. Like, I'm, I'm going to, because it's a lifelong commitment I've made to this, not a trend or like a little one-year project this is a lifelong commitment and i think if more people make black achievement and black evolve uh, evolving a, a lifelong commitment we'll see some we'll see the change we're actually chanting for mm. <sighs> <laughs> you know what like yeah yeah what you just said there that that hit <laughs> i think um yeah Good word. Good word. Good word. Good word. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Nah, honestly, like, you know, I think, you know, what, especially as growing up in, like, just recently going through this Black Lives Matter thing, I think it, this is when it finally hit me that this is for the long game. Yeah. You know, like, going on that, when I went to the, one of the protests, I was, it was the first time it hit me. Like, I can't believe I'm out here having to fight for just to be equal you know what i mean and it's it now made me realize like okay this isn't gonna this isn't gonna change tomorrow you know this is gonna be something that's gonna take investment and actually doing stuff every day and change educating myself as much as you know everyone else educating themselves and that's what's gonna lead to this you know the growth that we want to see so funny enough the the organize the the guy who organized the manchester protests uh we're getting them on the conscious network for a um is that what the one you went to i went to uh birmingham oh okay cool are you from Birmingham? I was from Coventry, so. All right. <laughs> Where are you from Coventry? I always forget. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
that's, that's, that's another episode. It's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's another episode. But yeah, we're, we're going to be getting the organizer of the Black Lives Matter protest in Manchester. Either for a pod- we haven't decided yet. I think. Oh no, actually we have. Yeah, we're going to be getting on the po- on the podcast. I think he's the next podcast episode actually mm-hmm. to discuss. He's nineteen, I think, or twenty-one, something like that. He's your age. Oh, you're yeah, twenty-one, right? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Twenty. Oh, oh my gosh! You say this every time. <laughs> you're a youth, Rev. <laughs> no, so we're going to be talking to him about organizing the protest at a young age. Like, what what was that like? But also. And the turnout was insane for that as well. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And he was just like, I mean, he's been contacted by The Guardian and, and lots of people are interested in talking to him. So we're going we're to talk to him about, but I'm going to talk to him about what happens next. Because I, you know, I haven't organized a protest before, but what, what I do have consider, consider, considerable experience doing is lots of like n- non-sexy work, like sit on, <laughs> sit on the council mm-hmm. and go into successive council meetings, trying to work out the bus rotor. Yeah, like yeah. I've done that for like four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and had to sit there. And there was one time I was just a timekeeper. Mm-hmm. And oh my, I've never. You want to learn how to be humble? <laughs> sit in a room where you've got ideas, and they tell you you can't say anything. Yeah, yeah. All you can say is, uh, "Guys, it's almost seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I want to talk to him, the Tyreek fella, about what happens after the protests. How do we ensure we commit for the for the rest of our lives to this movement and not for you know, a yeah. few weeks or so, and talk about the the mechanics of actually changing things on a, in a long term, uh, sorry, in, in, uh, uh, through long through a long term prism. So that should be an interesting episode. I think you might be interested in that. And yeah. um, yeah, man, it's been great being being here. You you, you are. You are. No, I was trying to think because I want I want to be precise with my words. I think I think you I think I think you're great. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> I think you're great. No, I, I do, and I think that um, I think you have a lot of potential. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, no, 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 I, no, I, no, I'm just playing. No, I think you're doing brilliant work, man. And and I think anyone who knows you and folks who listen know that they are the first people to get a seat in what's going to be an epic movie. Um, and so they should count themselves lucky mm. that, they get, that, they, that they get in front row seats because they were early to the party. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, um, like, you're going to shine ridiculously bright um, and a lot of people are going to see and, um, and uh, you know, it, it's not a matter of if, it's just when. Mm. And I think your, your commitment to excellence and, and to integrity and to, to detail you know that's the kind of stuff that ends up blowing up for yeah, want of a better yeah. term um and i think people listening now should 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 commit to to what you're doing because like i said they're, they're getting front row seats in what's mm-hmm. going to be something epic um i can see already I, I i find myself to be somewhat of a talent spotter um and i i know it when i see it and i, and I think you're the real deal and a nice little ego boost there. <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, no, honestly, I feel like, you know, as I said, sometimes it feels like I'm on a movie and it, right now it feels like I'm on script, if that makes sense. You know, being in this position, the Common Sense Network, all of that sort of stuff kind of working out as it plays out. It's, it's been good so far. So I appreciate everything that you kind of invested into me. Oh, come on. And 
yeah you know this episode's been a banger can't lie <laughs> it's been a banger so again i just want to appreciate you coming on you know lending me your time do you want to shout out your socials let people my socials yo guys <laughs> catch me online no no i don't know mike just type my name in or something if yeah you, you'll pop up he's if famous if you care i'm not i know <laughs> just type mike on the you'll find me but yeah you got things to do i will let you go but that has been today's episode guys the one thing i can ask is it to be shared let people know if they can benefit and you know can learn from this episode but yeah it's been today's episode we out <laughs>